listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hi. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hey, how are you? Yuck. Oh. <laughs> and on this week's episode, we are covering Something Rotten. Yeah, but what's the show called? Yep. Uh-huh. Such funny joke. Funny uh-huh. joke. <laughs> Alrighty. So, yes, Something Rotten is a musical comedy with book by John O'Farrell and Carrie Kirkpatrick and music and lyrics by Carrie and Wayne Kirkpatrick. The musical is set in 1595. Might be one oh. of the oh. most far back ones we've covered. Yeah. And follows the Bottom Brothers, Nick and Nigel, as they try to be successful in theater while competing with the overly popular William Shakespeare. Mmm. So getting a bit Shakespearean today, you guys. Nice. Ooh. The Kirkpatricks originally had this idea back in the 1990s, but finally brought it to a producer in 2010, and then it was workshopped in 2014. The show was set to have pre-Broadway tryouts at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle in 2015, but then a Broadway theater became available, and director Kevin McCollum decided to just open the show up. Oh. (laughs) Straight to Broadway. He pulled the trigger. (laughs) All right. It's a way to start. So the show opened at the St. James Theater with previews on March 23rd, 2015, and then officially opened on April 22nd. It closed on January 1st, 2017, after 742 performances. This production starred Brian Darcy James, Christian Borrell, John Cariani, and others. A U.S. tour launched in January 2017, starring Rob McClure, Adam Pascal, and Josh Grissetti. A non-equity national tour began in September 2018 and starred Matthew Janice, Matthew Baker, and Richard Spitaletta. A short production ran in June 2019 in Seoul, Korea. Another South Korean production was set to run from August 2020 to October 2020, but... You know, uh, a little bit of COVID uh-huh. happened in there. A little bit. Just, uh, just a wee bit. A UK production was also planned in October of 2020, but it has been postponed until at least 2022. The original Broadway cast album was released in the summer of 2015 and is what we're working off of today. It is on Spotify and linked in our show notes as always. So you don't get the entire story from the songs, which is obviously why we're here to help and go through it all. But you yeah, do yeah, get yeah. a good chunk of it. So definitely listen to it. Uh, and listen along to us and let us know what you think. There is some adult language in the show overall. Maybe <gasps> a little bit here and there. But the content is pretty safe, so I would say no mama warning. Nice. And this show has been nominated for so many awards. Uh, has won two of them. So it won a Tony Award for Best Featured Actor in a Musical, and that was for Christian Borrell. And then a Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical, and again, that was for Christian Borrell. So, yeah. Good also, job. I was just hoping it was Christian Bale, but that's It is fine. not Christian Bale. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I'm not sure I can imagine Christian Bale as Shakespeare, so. <laughs> but, yeah, so with that little bit of background out of the way, it is technically still a younger show in the grand scheme. Mm-hmm. So are we ready to jump into our act one, everybody? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Sure. Let's Second go. <laughs> All right. So. We start with the minstrel, who comes on stage, breaks the fourth wall, and welcomes the audience to the English Renaissance in the song Welcome to the English Renaissance. And so he walks the audience through a bunch of, you know, the discoveries of the Renaissance and all of its culture and art and just walks through a bunch of historical facts. 
And then he tells the audience about Nick and Nigel Bottom, who are rehearsing for their upcoming play, Richard II, while William Shakespeare is working on Romeo and Juliet. Lord Clapham enters and announces that Shakespeare is going to do Richard II. Oh, oh. And so this pisses off Nick, as Shakespeare had just done Richard III, and going backwards is just absurd, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so he just rants about his hatred of Shakespeare in the song, God, I Hate Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I wonder how he feels. Yeah, I wonder. But his brother Nigel admits that he's a fan of Shakespeare. He's not that bad. And the rest of the troop is watching and they're just horrified by this whole thing. So Lord Clapham says that he will stop providing funds for the troop unless they have another play lined up by the next morning. And then he leaves. Dun, dun, dun. dun. So the brothers head home, but on the way they encounter Shylock the Jew. He says he will help fund the troop, but Nick refuses and is illegal to employ a Jew. Rude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) At home, Bay, Nick's wife, tells him about her day and how she gathered the dinner she is serving them. It seems they are trying to save money. When Nick tries to open the money box, Bay smacks him away. She then sings that they should be teammates and she'll help him out. Nick refuses Bay's offer to help the troop in the song Right Hand Man. Despite this, Bay goes out to do jobs that Nick claims are for men. So, go Bay. As Nigel sleeps, Nick thinks about why he actually hates Shakespeare. He's actually just jealous. Not a big surprise there. The bard, quote-unquote, makes him feel self-conscious in the song God, I Hate Shakespeare reprise. Is that on the soundtrack? Yes. <laughs> Which is on the soundtrack. <gasps> wow. Wow. And he wishes there was a way to best him. Nick ends up stealing money from the money box. Oh no. And goes to see a soothsayer. So he finds one named Thomas Nostradamus and asks him what the next big thing in theater will be. Nostradamus says that it will be a musical, which is like a play, but where an actor is saying his lines and out of nowhere, he just starts singing. <laughs> uh, so Nick thinks this is utterly ridiculous, but then he kind of starts to warm up to it in the song. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. Why would anyone ever do anything with a musical? Ugh. Yeah. So it's a song called A Musical, and there's even like a scheduled dance break in the middle. Pretty great. And a fun fact, this song was performed at the 2014 Tony Awards and the 2015 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Nice. Oh, mm-hmm. so, nice. As far as songs from this show goes, this is probably one of the more well-known ones. Meanwhile, Nigel has just met Portia, a Puritan and the daughter of Brother Jeremiah, and they immediately fall in love. <laughs> However, okay. Nick says that he shouldn't pursue her because she is a Puritan, and Puritans leave. <laughs> oh. All right. A little stereotypical. And then Nick tells Nigel about the soothsayer's advice, but passes it off as his own idea. Hmm. Cool. Oh. Nigel wants to do The Brothers from Cornwall, a story about two brothers, but Nick wants something bigger. The Black Death. It's probably not something you should wish for back then. No. The troupe performs a song for Lord Clapham, but he is disgusted and leaves in the song The Black Death. This is, ironically, a very upbeat song. Hmm. (laughs) All right. Cool. (laughs) Nigel tries to write something new. Portia sneaks in to see him, and they discover they both love poetry in the song I Love the Way. A messenger arrives, inviting Nigel to attend Shakespeare in the park and the following after-party. Nigel invites Portia as his plus one. Aho. Aho. And then Shakespeare performs the song Willpower. So yeah, so this is the first time we see Shakespeare on stage. And he has quite an entrance. <laughs> Nigel and Portia go to the after-party, and Portia gets drunk. 
Let's party! (laughs) Shakespeare asks to read Nigel's journal of poems, but Nick and Shylock run in, stopping Shakespeare from trying to steal Nigel's ideas and then calling Nigel naive, which is fair. Yeah. Then, Brother Jeremiah enters and finds Portia drunk, and he chastises Nigel about this. Nick goes back to Nostradamus with the rest of the money from the money box and asks what Shakespeare's new hit is going to be. Soothsayer sees Hamlet, but kind of like misinterprets what he's singing and gets a bunch of stuff wrong and says that it's Omelette. Oh. <laughs> of course, Nick gets super excited about finally having his chance to one-up Shakespeare and dreams of a future where the crowds cheer for him and Shakespeare bows to him in the song Bottom's Gonna Be On Top. And then we're at the end of Act 1. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How are we feeling so far? It's a pile of something. It's a show. <laughs> No, yeah, it definitely seems fun. Just, yeah, very meta and very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story is very, very bizarre, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of here for it, so sure. It seems like it's meta humor done in a decent way, so. Yeah. So what what are we doing this week for intermission? All right, so today we're going to play Define That Word, Shakespeare Edition. <laughs> Oh Uh-oh. god, these are going to be terrible. Just remember your your bards dispense profanity and all the things we looked up before. Yes, so I did specifically pick words that weren't in that game. So, no cheating. Oh, <laughs> no Cupid's love shaft. <laughs> so I'm going to say a word, and if anyone has a guess, they can just throw it out there and we'll do that this way. Great. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> so yeah, so I was inspired by Matt's intermission a few episodes ago. And wanted to do this, so um, it wasn't much about the show. And of course, everyone all like knows all the weird stuff about Shakespeare already. So we're doing True. words. Are all of these definitions going to be mama safe? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we just we got to get our minds out of the gutter. Yes, they are. Bit. They are safe words. They just may or okay. may not sound like it. Gotcha. Yikes. All right. All right. So you guys ready for word number one? Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Word number one, Malmsey. What? M-A-L-M-S-E-Y. Malmsey. Uh, I got nothing. It's a noun. A noun. Um, I wasn't thinking a noun. No. I- <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> Sounds thinking- Sounds like a verb. Yeah, like somebody's acting Malmsey. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, sounds like a wimp. I'm gonna go with, uh, flower. <laughs> I was singing flowers. Close-ish, Picking I guess. flowers. Yeah, I got nothing. It is a sweet, fortified wine. Oh. Close, you said? That's not even close. <laughs> I mean, flowers <laughs> Grapes be grow wine. on vines, which have to have flowers first. Yeah, see? Kylie gets it. Sure. I worked at a garden. Uh-huh. All right. Word number two. Consanguineous. Oh, my. Consanguineous. Consanguineous. Can you spell that for us? C O N. S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E-O-U-S. It is an adjective. Can you tell us the definition? No. <laughs> We're guessing the definition. This one you can kind of sound out. I'm trying to trick her. Well, it's like sanguine is like blood, blood or red, right? I'm going to guess flushed. Like Yeah, flushed in the face. So consanguineous means of the same blood, like related <gasps> by uh, blood. Uh, uh. You're close. We got the blood part. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Okay. So now the next word. Noddle. N-O-D-D-L-E. Noddle. It's a noun. A noddle. A noddle. 
I don't know. Mirror. Okay. A yarn spinner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the noddle is the back of the head. <laughs> wow. What? Why do they have a word for I that? I don't know. Is it still the current word? <laughs> I don't know. Or have we changed it? I think we just call it the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next word. Fleshment. Fleshment. F-L-E-S-H-M-E-N-T. This says it's a noun. A really bad mint at a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Cannibalist delight. (laughs) It's more like a feeling, I guess. (laughs) A noun is a feeling? I'm just going off of what this website told me. Sorrow of a death? (laughs) I don't know. Fleshment is the excitement associated with a successful beginning. Okay, that's definitely not a noun. (laughs) Alright, next word. Frampled. Frampled. F-R-A-M-P-O-L-D. Frampled. It says adjective. Okay. The old way of saying frazzled? I was thinking that too. Yeah, like mussed up or... I'm gonna say downtrodden or sad. Mm. Frampled. Definition is disagreeable, bad-tempered, moody. Ah, so me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was actually your closest one, I think. Not bad. Wow. Go uh, yeah, I think that might be as good as we're going to get. <laughs> All right. Your next word is thrusonical. <laughs> thrusonical. T H R A S O N I C A L. Thrusonical is an adjective? I got nothing on this one. I'm just going to no. go with confused because that's what I am. Fair. Yeah. So thrasonical means bragging, boastful, vainglorious. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. All right. Next one, which is my favorite, I think. Kicky wicky. <laughs> Kicky wicky. K i c k y w i c k y. Kicky wicky. It is a noun. Um. Kicky wicky. Is it all one word? It's hyphenated. Okay. I'm gonna go with like a wheel. Shoes. I was hoping that's the sound it makes. A candle. <laughs> You're all wrong. No <laughs> kidding. Shocker. Kiki wiki. It means girlfriend or wife. Oh, that's. I felt like that was the low hanging fruit or something. And that is our Shakespearean word game. Thanks for playing. <laughs> we have learned nothing. <laughs> I have learned that I'm appreciative that we don't talk like that anymore that is true Mm -hmm. yeah we've evolved a little i guess in english we don't have to speak poetically and in long overused or just ridiculous words yes all right so with that um out of the way are we ready to let's plagiarize our way into action (laughs) sure all right so act two the minstrel welcomes the audience back from intermission and tells them about how things are going for the brothers and Shakespeare. And so this all happens in the song, Welcome to the Renaissance Reprise. Next up, Shakespeare is stressed about writing hits and being famous in the song, Hard to be the Bard, which is my favorite song. It's just a lot of fun with Shakespeare strutting around stage. And also it's like so poignant as a writer because he perfectly describes that feeling where like you're looking for a word and you find a word, but it's not the right word. So you pick a different word, but then that word doesn't fit. So yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) 
A spy tells him that the Bottom Brothers are trying to steal his ideas. Excitedly, Shakespeare disguises himself as Toby Belch and auditions for the Brothers' troupe in order to steal their play. Oh my goodness. The troupe rehearses for their show, Omelette the Musical, in the song, It's Eggs! <laughs> eggs! No! <laughs> I can't with this musical. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shylock has become their new investor, even though it's not quite legal. Well... An actor is suspicious about Nostradamus hanging around the theater, so Nick lies and says he is an actor. Tolby Belch arrives at the theater and is hired, and then he is surprised to find that the show is about eggs. Oh, wow. The favorite breakfast food behind pancakes. Eggs. (laughs) And bacon. Nigel sneaks out to London Bridge to see Portia. He reads him a poem about his love for her. He worries about their future, but Portia reassures him. She says everyone will change their minds about the relationship after hearing his beautiful sonnets in the song, We See the Light. But Brother Jeremiah interrupts the lovers and takes Portia away, trapping her in a tower. Yeah, (gasps) rude. Nigel becomes inspired to write a totally different play. Hamlet. Oh, here I was thinking Rapunzel. Nigel goes to the theater the next day and tells Nick about his new idea. They get into a huge argument. Shakespeare tries to take advantage of their fight. He runs into Nigel and steals his script under the guise of improving it in the song To Thine Own Self. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. Nigel runs into Bay, who says that they should still trust Nick in the song Right Hand Man Reprise. Nick is having doubts about Omelette as well, but dismisses those doubts after he learns that the town has lined up all the way around the theater for tickets in a show about eggs. They probably just think it's brunch. <laughs> he and the troupe prepare the show in the song Something Rotten. <gasps> it's the title. Oh. It's the name of the show. Could be an egg. The egg. Once the audience arrives, they perform a giant dance number that references a bunch of other shows like Lion King and Phantom in the song Make an Omelette. Even though they don't exist yet. Uh Uh-huh. Shh. (laughs) They don't know that. In the end, Shakespeare reveals himself and sues the brothers. Everyone finds out that Nostradamus is a soothsayer and they're all horrified. (gasps) Oh, no. (gasps) So then, in court... Shylock, Nick, Nigel, and Nostradamus are all on trial. Nick is sentenced to be beheaded. Oh, oh. my. Jeez. Whoa, Yikes. They did not do well with the plagiarizing. Mm-hmm. Bay, disguised as a lawyer, enters and makes Nick confess that he stole the money. She tells the judge that beheading him is redundant as he already lost his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only a wife could do that. She makes a deal with Shakespeare that they will all be exiled to America. She has always wanted a new country house, so here that is literally... And then the brothers reconcile in the song To Thine Own Self Reprise. Portia arrives, having escaped her tower. She renounces her father's beliefs and joins the others in exile. All right. So they arrive in America and they tell the audience all about it in the song finale. And then Nick hears of the opening of Shakespeare's new show, Hamlet. And Nostradamus replies, I was this close. It's the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's the end of the show. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Good Lord. Okay, so we so we had Gutenberg, the show not uh-huh. about biscuits, and now we have something rotten, the show uh-huh. not about eggs. Uh, sorry, omelets. Not about omelets. Not about omelets. We've got a whole breakfast going. <laughs> we need some uh, some hash browns and some bacon. Yep, I'm sure there's a show out there for those. Well, so how do we feel about this show? I feel like I'd be thoroughly entertained. Exactly. Yes. Yes, very entertained, but logic-wise, applying to it makes no sense. But sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, don't don't put logic with the show. It's just for a good time. 
Definitely. Good, wholesome, fun time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's definitely an interesting show. Definitely uh, silly, but not so silly that it's unbearable. You know, like some of the shows we've covered. I don't know, man. If you listen to the soundtrack, it uh, it almost like it almost gets there. <laughs> <laughs> it toes the line. It does, but I think it does it well because it's one of the. It's definitely one of those shows that's not trying to take itself seriously. So right, nor should it. Yeah, I was getting definite Gutenberg the musical vibes of like the meta jokes and clearly just idiots running the show in a good oh yeah way. yeah and I, I and i like there's this show that's you know related to shakespeare but isn't shakespeare i think that's kind of fun yeah i think one thing that i really like about this one is that like it's a really nice take on shakespeare stories right because we all know those we all had to sit through those in high school everyone hated them in high school because they're it's just the same thing over and over but this is portraying that in a much different way and i think it just it just makes it a little more fun. Right. What if, now, now hear me out, what if Hamlet was actually supposed to be Omelette in real life? That'd be wild. And he just got confused. What if we could have had a show about eggs? I would see that show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a show about eggs out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure Matt yeah. will find it. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's a decent show. I'd be curious to see how this one plays out on mm-hmm. stage for sure. Do you have any more thoughts about the show? Goofy. It goofy, but fun. Entertaining. Fun. Entertaining, yes. So definitely go give this one a listen. And again, you don't get the full story from the actual music, but hopefully you listen to us first so you won't be confused. But yeah, give it a listen and let us know what you think. Or if you've seen it, let us know how it goes. Heck yeah. Yeah. Hopefully since it's like a, a newer thing, it'll come back. It better come yeah. back around. I wouldn't go see this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we definitely go see this one if it comes in our vicinity. We have a long list now of things <laughs> to watch if they come back. We do, but we yes, know we're not we seeing Evil Dead. No, we are not. Especially not with a Splash but Zone. <laughs> splash Zone. Nope. You can go see it with Amber, Matt. <laughs> Me and Katie Fine. will not. Amber and I will go on a Vegas trip. Heck yeah. Just wearing ponchos. Okay, but what if this one had a Splash Zone? What would it be of? Eggs? Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> Omelets. They just throw eggs at the front row. Yes. Eggs Benedict, scrambled eggs. Well, if you eggs. sit there with a plate, like an empty plate, ready to catch, then you can eat while you watch the show. Yeah. I guarantee they'd be all gross and cold and rubbery by the time it got to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Eh. I mean, it's called something rotten for a reason. Yeah. True. Disgusting. No thanks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the show, you guys. Thank, thanks for listening. Yeah, and also, be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you're listening to podcasts. This helps make sure you get our episodes as soon as they are posted and hear all these great things about eggs. Heck yeah, we're not a breakfast podcast. And if you want to help boost us up like eggs boost you up for breakfast, please leave us a (laughs) five-star review on Apple. We give you your daily smile. There you go. The best way to help us, though, is through word of mouth, of course. So please tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody that you're having breakfast with or trying to steal an idea from, at least tell them about our show while you're doing it so they can come check us out. Yeah, because we're pretty cool and we really appreciate you helping us get a wider audience. Heck yeah, we do. And so if you'd like to chat with us about this show or other shows, you can reach out to us. So you can email us at savemeanowseat at gmail.com. Or you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter at Save an Aussie. We're on Facebook at Save Me an Aussie. 
We're on Instagram at Save Me Now Seat, and we're on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. We are everywhere. You can't escape us. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Of course, if you want more of us for more shows and other things that we are involved in, keeping updated with all the stuff we got going on, the best way to do that is to go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. It's also where you can go check out our sweet, sweet merch, which is just you to put the backslash merch on the end of that and you'll find our cool stuffy stuffs. But, you know, we really appreciate your guys' support and we hope to see you on the next one. But thanks, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Save Me Now Seat. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. If you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.